episode 234 of the Pilot the Pilot podcast takes off now. Fly with Garmin Avionics, then grab your mobile device and make the Garmin Pilot app your cockpit companion. Get advanced functions you'll use before, during, and after every flight, including updating your aircraft's databases and logging engine data, plan, file, fly, log with Garmin Pilot. Pilot to Pilot is brought to you by the Finer Points. These guys are constantly adding content to the Ground School app. Check it out at learnthefinerpoints.com. The TSO certified Bose ProFlight Series 2 aviation headset pairs Bose noise cancellation with optimum comfort. It's engineered to be the lightest, most compact aviation headset for an uncompromised flying experience. Start your 60-day test flight and finance with Bose Pay at bose.com slash proflight. AV Nation, what is going on? And welcome back to the Pilot to Pilot podcast. My name is Justin Seams and I am your host. Today's podcast is with the CEO of Cirrus. Cirrus Aircraft, uh, as everyone knows, that makes the SR-22, the Vision Jet, the Vision Jet uh, G2, I believe it's called. Correct me if I'm wrong uh, in the comments, but uh, it was a lot of fun to have this conversation. Cirrus has done an amazing job at creating a great aircraft uh, and it was great just to pick his brain. What it's like to come into aviation um, when his only experience before this was growing up near an airport back in Denmark and what it's like to to join such a prestigious uh, company and what he knew about it beforehand and kind of just what it was like getting on board. So I'm really excited to have this conversation and talk with Sean. Uh, I hope you enjoy this episode. If you do, please leave us a review. If uh, you don't like this episode, let me know. But this episode is by far one of my favorite episodes I recorded and it was so much fun to talk with the people at Sirius and especially Sean. So hopefully some more content coming soon with them. Avenation, I hope you enjoy this. And without any further ado, here's the Sirius CEO. My name is Sean Nilsson. I'm the CEO of Sirius uh, Aircraft. Uh, joined the company about three, a little bit more than three years ago. Um, prior to that, I uh, spent some time at Bang & Olsen, uh, 17 years, the last seven as uh, the president uh, of North and South America, and then off to Tesla for four years, where I worked directly for Elon, um, running basically everything from the factory gate out. We call that uh, global sales operations. So build the stores, service centers, supercharged network, those sort of things. Um, and then... Uh, and sort of the online buying experience and, and whatnot. And then from there, my wife said, uh, enough traveling, because uh, I was <laughs> living in Chicago at the time. And we had um, our third kid on the way, and, and um, she's like, this two, 300 days a year traveling is not going to work for the, for the family. And she worked full-time too. Um, so I said, all right, let's look for something in Chicago. And, and um, uh, they were going through a CEO transition search uh, at James Hardy, uh, which is uh, one of the biggest fiber cement companies in the world uh, that's headquartered in Chicago. Um, so um, I took an interview with them. Um, um, you know, got added to the to the leadership team uh, as um, basically running North America as executive vice president. And after two years, I realized that it's very different. You know, going from Silicon Valley to cement, oh. uh, and, and <laughs> sort of this imagine. you know direct to consumer model. And yeah. and um, and I, I mean, I love the company, but it was really not uh, not, not where my skills are put best yeah. uh, to to use. And then Cirrus um, uh, called, and I uh, went flying with uh, Dale um, Klapmeyer at the time, uh, who was uh, the you know the founder, uh, one of the co-founders and CEO, and we just hit it off, and uh, it was just you know the rest is history from yeah. there. So it's really how did like 
How do they, how does the company look for a CEO? Like how, like you say, they just called, they have like a, a list of like a hundred <laughs> CEOs. And they're like, all right, we want this guy, this guy, this guy. Like, how, uh, how do you, that's probably how, a better question yeah. for them. But, but, uh, <laughs> so, so, um, I think, so it was Corn Ferry and Egon Sander and some of those, um, sort of, um, international, uh, search firms, right. That, that would uh, typically call, um, and recruit me from one company to the next. And I think once you sort of end up in their, in their, um, windshield right uh, or in, in their window they they keep tabs on you and what you're doing and and whether or not you're successful in in in, in the various uh, jobs you take on and uh, and then of, of course you end up in the press you know more more frequently right and um you know the for things like this and and so all those things i think just you know bubble up and and they, they keep an eye on it and and then, of course, the company themselves have a sort of a wish list of okay, these are the things we wanna we wanna find in a, in in a future CEO. Um, I think probably what uh, appealed the board, um, you know, to, uh, you know, to look at me was I, I have manufacturing experience uh, from you know all the, all the companies. I've got technology experience. I've got scaling businesses experience. I've got turnaround experience. I've got um, the direct-to-consumer, um, you know, high-tech, luxury. Um, all of the companies I've worked with have been high-end products. Um, all of them have been super focused on safety and design and craftsmanship and so forth. So you could argue that, you know, the, you know that the, those companies have have prepared me, you know, for for uh, for the seat I'm in today. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. You, you talk about the companies you worked for, and like you said, luxury, technology, innovation, and I feel like people think of Sirius a lot with that, especially when they came out with SR20, SR22, and the Vision Jet, and yeah. just the the interior, uh, the features that they have, yeah. and just kind of changing the game. So it, yeah. it almost sounds like you were indirectly grooming yourself to be the CEO <laughs> of Sirius, whether or no you knew it or not. Yeah, so maybe, maybe, yeah. I know, right? It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I've always loved um, aviation. I grew up uh, on a small farm in, in Denmark, and we literally boarded an uh, an airport, a small airport, uh, where you know I would go running all the time. I played you know semi professional soccer at the time, so I would always so go you know go run, and I would run you know parallel to the to the runways, right? Um, and just see all these gliders and one seventy twos take off, and and I was fascinated. Uh, so and obviously at Tesla they had SpaceX, you know, as a as a sister company, right? So we had some. Um, sort of overlap with their leadership teams. So I've always been around it, but never in it. Um, so the transition was really easy. Um, and there's so many things that are similar to what I've done before, right? Uh, you know, building the ecosystem we built at Tesla, we're doing similar things here, right? Where um, our philosophy is this, we call it the Cirrus 360. I right? say so anything that uh, requires you to, to um, uh, or any sort of hoops you have to jump through to have an, have an airplane, such as, you know, financing, insurance, maintenance, uh, training, all the things that you are on, on your own to go solve, we want to solve as a one-stop shop, right? Uh, we don't necessarily need to own it, or con uh, but we do want to control the experience like so that it feels very connected and very simple, right? Uh, I'm sure you know that roughly 90% of people that start their PPL never finish, you know, their, their, um, their schooling and get the license. So if we can help lower that by creating more pilots right like if we can get that down to 80 or 70 well immediately the the addressable market for Cirrus and aviation in general doubles right so um right now we have probably north of 50 percent global market share uh, in the in the piston space that we play in and we and we keep growing right so eventually we're going to run out of customers to sell to if this keeps up right unless we create new customers which is why this ecosystem is so important because 
the sort of the, the legacy uh, pilots, right? They put up with a lot of stuff. They put up with you know the mixing the fuel and all the uh, you know the various things you gotta you gotta go prepare for when you fly. Future customers will not uh, accept that. Uh, you know they want it. Uh, they they want the cockpit to feel like their iPad. You know they want the airplane to be sort of an extension of their luxury SUV, and things need to be connected, right? And, and when you hop in in the, in the front seat of any cockpit, uh, and we're working very hard to simplify it, right? But there, it's, it's a scary experience for a lot of customers, right? specifically the spouse, right? That sit up front and, and basically saying, are you telling me all these things can go wrong? We have to keep an eye on all these buttons and switches and, and why is there all the fuses over here? Like, are you, you know, so it's just, it's a frightening thing, right? And if we can change that um, narrative by making it easier to learn how to fly, by making the syllabus and the actual PPL easier, by making the plane safer and easier to fly so people don't get themselves into trouble, right? By giving them better training and, and you know, getting them through IFR and all the other ratings, right? They just make them better pilots. By teaching the spouse and the family how to use the cap system or the safe return button and so forth. You, all those small little things help create a, uh, a totally different ownership experience. And if you look at our incoming orders in 2021, actually 39% of all orders we took last year were brand new to aviation. Um, so we, we are creating a bigger pie for everybody to grow in. And that's really the focus, right? So when we look at you know product roadmaps and avionics and anything inside the airplane, what we are trying to do is make sure that every button earns its way in, right? If we can automate it, we want to. If we can get rid of it and 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 uh, um, have it, you know, the plane automatically do some of these things, we, we want to do that. That's awesome. Yeah. What was one of the things that shocked you about Sirius when you when you came in? So obviously you get the phone call. You know, you have some kind of background with aviation, like you said, growing up running <laughs> running near the yeah. the runways, but like Sirius calls. No, I mean, like, not near them, like you know, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. yeah, away but, from yeah. the fence, yes, and, yeah. on the other yeah. side of the fence, yes. but. Um, were you were you kind of like thrown away? Were you kind of like taken aback? Like, serious, really? Like, what's serious? Like, what's this all about? Like, did you have to do a lot of homework into it, or did it kind of pop in your brain right away and you knew exactly? What um, I spent a couple of months studying the company um, um, before formally starting, which was very helpful. Um, visited, you know, service centers, locations, met a lot of the the leaders in the company, sort of secret shopping, if you will, um, and uh, so there was nothing that surprised me. Um, so this is sort of my third or uh, fourth time. Sort of coming into a company in in a, in a leadership role, right, yeah. and having to change something or, or, or drive a, a, you know a different outcome. So um, there's there's a lot of great building blocks um, uh, within Cirrus, uh, and still is, and there was it when I took over also. Um, but what I've learned over the years is to be an operator, like meaning if you if you want to invest in product development or infrastructure, I mean the core business has to run. Well, right. So you you have to be profitable. You got to deal with you know that you know the debt you know that companies have in a smart way. Um, so just running the day to day operation uh, in a smart way um, was was the primary focus. And I have this model I call Toad, <laughs> uh, which is short for uh, Target, Organize, Enable, and Drive. So T O E D, and that's sort of my approach where. The first thing we sat down and did as a leadership team was really get clear about like, you know, where to play and how to win. That's really the T, right? Like what products, what services, what segments, what price points, what geographies, like really get focused on that. 
And when you do that exercise, you, you realize that you might not be organized within the company to go win against that target because people are doing all kinds of other things, right? Um, so to get everybody focused on, you know, how to win and where to play, then you can organize all the troops to go win. Right? And then you all of a sudden get some wind in your sails, uh, if you will, like in terms of focus on, on those um, deliverables. And then the E is really how do you enable the business, right? How do you, f for us, fund the initiatives, right? You, so if you think about like, you know, if you go to war, you want to organize your troops against that enemy, right? And, and you don't want to run out of bullets and ammunition and food and supplies along the way. So for a business, that's, that's um, uh, funding, right? You got to be able to carry out the, f uh, the programs you, you commit to, right? Um, inventory so customers can get their parts and like all the things that, that is super important, right? So that's the E uh, piece of it, which we focused on. So where we refinanced the company and re re redone the balance sheet. So we're very healthy business today. And the D is all about driving the right behaviors. And that's around safety, it's around performance, it's around customer satisfaction and supplier management and so forth. So uh, we've gone through a transformation over the last three years, focusing on how do we how do we execute exceptionally well in all those four verticals, right? And each of them have a body of work underneath, obviously, that we're, our leaders are executing. So, so um, and obviously within that, you know, the T, you also have the product strategy. Like, you know, what, 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 what's the product, you know, that people are flying, right? Um, which has its own set of deliverables. You came in at an interesting time, though, 2019, right? So, or was it right, right around 2019, 2020? Uh, two, uh, 2019. Yeah. Let's take a break from today's episode and hear from our sponsor, RAA. Did you know some estimates say a retired couple will need as much as $315,000 saved for healthcare alone? The good news is you can prepare for those potential medical costs down the line with a health savings account or HSA. It kind of works like an IRA, but in some ways even better because HSAs offer triple tax advantage along with other unique benefits. From my vantage point, it's a great way to set aside additional money for retirement. Is it for you? Find out at raa.com slash pilot to pilot. That's pilot to pilot. And now back to today's episode. 2019 pre-pandemic, different mm -hmm. world than what we're living in right now. So yeah. you've almost had like three whole different life cycles of a company all within those three years. Like you have like the booming 2019, you have 2020 where everything seems like it's going down the drain. And then now you have, you're back to probably pre and uh, exceeding pre 2019 numbers and sales and everything like that. So yeah. you have seen so much in your three years at Sirius. And yeah. uh, I'm sure you've learned and we've known and been told that aviation is probably one of the most cyclical industries that there is and just the, the ups and the downs. Yeah, it doesn't have to be though, but yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can prepare for it, right? You can, you can try your best to prepare yeah, for it. Yeah, I mean, so... Um, uh, yeah, and I was the, start out by replacing, you know, an iconic um, founder, right? Um, so, uh, it's it's really there's a um, there's a blessing and a curse in some of that, right? Uh, nobody wants you know the sort of this you know massive amount of change, right? But in 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 change lies opportunity, right? There you you can get a lot of stuff done when you have to change, right? You, you, you don't have to sort of fight the politics of change. If, if, if you don't change, you die, right? You know, type, type of, um, and when the pandemic set in, um, we were uh, obviously very dependent on sub-suppliers uh, being able to produce and send parts to us. So at any given time, our cash burn, and it obviously changes, um, is about $10 million a day. Oh, sorry, a, a week, right? So if the line stops... And because we are missing a part, you know, our wheel or a seat or a whatever it might be, right? 
we can't invoice that plane, right? It cannot get its, uh, you know, airworthiness certificate. So then the line stops. So you, you, then you really have to understand where's the money, where's the inventory, how's our processes, you know, what's our lead times. Like you really get to deep dive into the business because you have to. And then you can see where all the, all the inefficiencies lie, right? And you get to fix those. So, you know, in, in chaos lies opportunity for sure. Yeah. So, um, you never want to start out with that. You want to start focusing on growth, but sometimes it's really good to to do some cleaning first, right? To make sure the foundation is is healthy. And the, the I didn't find anything that I had not seen before or, or wasn't able to get addressed. Um, now, what the what the pandemic has sort of done um, for a lot of people, I think it, we we certainly have seen some uplift as a result of it, like everybody else in aviation. But it does not explain why our growth is so much higher than everybody else's uh, in, in the market. And I truly believe that that has to do with that ecosystem I was talking about. Like we focus on sort of like the cause and effect, right? We focus on the cause. Like the cause is we need to create more pilots. We create more pilots and they fly in our airplane. Most likely they'll buy our airplane afterwards, right? So then you start going around this, this wheel. Okay, so then you got to focus on training. You got to focus on insurance and financing and maintenance and safety and like to make that really a smooth, easy, accessible, affordable experience. Yeah, and I'll tell you two things on that. My wife has told me a million times that we have to buy a Sirius one day just based on looks and parachute yeah. <laughs> uh, and all that stuff. Uh, we just had a kid, so she's really into safety now yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But she's no, like, it's she important. She's serious and she's like, all right, this is what we got to save up for. Like yep. I want an SR-22. I was like, okay. Yeah. And then I also helped a buddy get, get buy airplanes and the differences between what the experience was with Sirius and what the experience was with any other, mm. what it was, you can't even compare it. Like, yeah. I'm not trying to like bash on them, but it's just two different uh, ways of thinking. You know, people have been doing this forever, 40, yeah. since the 40s, 50s, building airplanes. And then you have the newer way that, that Sirius goes about it, where it's the total package. Yeah. You really feel like you're being taken care of. You really feel like you have help and have an, have an yeah, ecosystem. Yeah, so we, we, we're, di- we're still learning right, how to do it. Um, and it's also important that, that um, I underline that we don't want to own, you know, the, the, the whole... Uh, ecosystem right uh, like i said earlier we want to make sure we control that it's a quality experience for, from a safety perspective but also from an ownership you know experience so we will have a handful of flight training centers right where we can develop content that is shared with the network right so that so that is the is sort of the gold standard if you will you know follow these standards and things will be good right um so for for us um uh, I, I announced uh, we have something called CX and uh, where we invite all of our partners in, uh, tra- training centers, service centers, and, and sales organizations around the world. Um, and we had one down in Orlando, Florida, um, uh, three years ago. And, and I stood up on stage and said, I believe we can triple the size of the company in a 10-year in a period. But they love that. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. because, you know, that all tides, you yeah. know, lift, uh, tide lifts all boats, right? Yeah. So, so. But you got to explain where you're headed and, and how we, we, and we partner up together and you know, what we focus on and what you should focus on and so forth. And it's just been wonderful to see how our partners and networks have trusted us, right? And we trust them, right? It, it's a, you know, the good thing about uh, a crisis or a pandemic, right? You, you get to put your arms around your partners and the partners put hopefully their arms around you, right? Yeah. And you come out better at the other end. You find out their true colors, right? Yeah, like, yeah, all right, no, well, it, that's good to know And it's now. been great. Yeah. Now, we, we learn along the way. We're not perfect, right? And, and we talk a lot about how do we 
make the customer experience better? How do we make the plane safer? How do we make it a better partner experience to be in business with us, right? Um, so yeah, and seriously, I mean, when people think about it, it's in comparison to the other companies. It's a relatively young company and making airplanes. Like yeah. um, I don't know the exact was it the early mid nineties. The, the so the co- the company was founded in in uh, nineteen eighty four in Baraboo, Wisconsin, um, by two by the two brothers, yeah. uh, Klapmeyer brothers, and then um, uh, the first uh, kit airplane um, sort of got a got um, ran its course and and then uh, the um, the birth of the SR20 was the first um, airplane right and that was um, in the early 90s yeah and then just seeing where where they've come from SR20 to the SR22 SR22 turbo and then and the vision jet and just seeing like the production and it's it's crazy i almost compare it to kind of like a, an apple or tesla ecosystem with your customers where the new iphone comes out and you know like your SR22 customers like vision jet you yeah. know and then you if you ever come out with another jet or another plane the vision jet customers are like all right we got to get that plane now yeah. it seems like they are in uh, the the upgrade to Cirrus no matter what or uh, they want to live in that Cirrus ecosystem and i think yeah. it goes to what you're talking about with how you have the Cirrus 360 how you have just this amazingly beautiful airplane that has luxury, that has technology, that has everything they can offer. And yeah. it's fast. I mean, it, it truly is fast and yeah. it's simple. Uh, you don't have a retractable gear, helps with maintenance. Like you just have really have thought about a lot of stuff when it comes to that airplane. So Thank you. Uh, it's definitely, it's definitely good. It's a good problem to have, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. And we, and, uh, and obviously we'll continue to, you know, innovate. Um, you know, often people will, will come up and ask like, so what's the next thing, you know? And, you know, because everybody wants to buy, you know, right when there's the next thing. But, it, you know, after that, there's going to be another next thing, you know, and, and you can't put off your purchase, you know, forever because there's always something to wait for then. So the best time to own a series is now, right? And you can see that because demand far outpaces our production capability right now, which means that the aftermarket pricing is super, super healthy, right? And some people are, are flying their airplane for a couple of years and selling it at the same price that they bought it for, right? So, so that's good. I mean, that means that the residual values are good and that the brand is uh, doing its best to take care of customers. Now, we, we are not immune to global supply chain you know, challenges. We have our, our own fair share of that right now that we're working through, but we're, we, we're truly trying our best to, to do right by the customers. And talking about innovating, how do you continue to innovate when, so obviously you had the, the, the prop and then you come out with the jet. Uh, everything's sleek, everything's beautiful, everything's nice. How, is there pressure on the company to produce that next product? Are they, are, is Sirius happy with like what, where they are right now? Obviously you're happy where you are right now, but is there, is there pressure to continue to build, to, to get the next big jet, to get the next big plane uh, in the company? The, the only pressure we have is what we put on ourselves. Meaning, so the management team and I are, are always focused on innovation, right? It's one of our values, right? Um, within the company. And, we make sure that we allocate an appropriate uh, amount of our profits, you know, and, and revenue to innovation. Um, and uh, but we also got to strike the balance between just innovating for innovate, you know, innovation's sake, and what actually has value. Like, uh, what is the, what's the customer's willingness to pay for something, right? Because you can obviously put a bunch of stuff on the airplane that that customers may not be uh, prepared to actually pay for, right? Yeah. So, what's the point? Um, unless it's a safety feature and it actually, you know, should be on there for for um, you know for good reason. Um, by the way, and that's, a, that's an important part. Most of the time, safety features are they become standard, like because we, we we consider sort of safety is not for sale, right? It should be standard whenever possible, right? Um, so we'll continue to innovate um, and and allocate a an appropriate amount of our, our profit and revenues towards um, innovation. Um, 
and uh, on all the platforms you know so so each platform will continue to evolve and I will yeah. be the first one to say that I didn't understand really the reason behind the Vision Jet itself. And I was flying a turboprop at the time, and yeah. you've seen the turboprop market like it's just exploded with yeah. PC12s, with TBMs, with whatever's coming out. It's it's very hot market, and yeah. it's it's doing really well. So when I saw the jet, I was like, why not just make a turboprop? Like you can just slap like a PT6 on, like it's already <laughs> there. But then you come out with a jet, and just seeing really seeing the way the customers that you have and the owners that you have really just like jump on board and see the improvements from Gen 1, right? Gen yeah. 1 was a huge learning experience yeah. for for Sirius and performance and capability then come out with Gen 2 and yeah. really making a really solid option to go fly, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah, and then the G2 Plus now yeah. that, that has the um, benefits of hot and high, right? You get another almost 25% thrust at, at, uh, at altitude, right? Which is where you want it. Um, but also the connect the connected experience, right? You'll start to see that more and more. Um, so the customers, I mean, you know how it is. You're, you're when you're flying, you sometimes you'll dip down to like four thousand, five thousand feet to just you know get email access, yeah. right? <laughs> um, in 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 whatever prop you're flying. Yeah. Obviously, that doesn't work in a jet. It's not fuel efficient to yeah. you know to do those sorts of things. So uh, we want to make sure that the customer. Uh, has a connected experience even at thirty thousand feet, right? So we so getting Wi-Fi on the on the airplane in in a decent speed, so you could browse your your web and and actually in some cases you can do a FaceTime call. Um, so so, but we felt that 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 adds value, right? That is something that the customer you know can use because now you can be in flight, book you know dinner reservations, book your hotel, book you know a bunch of stuff that just makes the next step of the journey easier, right? So what, what we are trying to do is um, make the act of flying simple and safe and uh, you know, remove buttons, remove noise, make the cabin comfortable, um, like an extension of your car, right? And if you, can, if you can create a purchase and ownership experience that is just like your car, you'll demystify what it is to be a pilot and, a, and, and uh, own an airplane because it's, an, it's a transaction you've done before, right? Um, so, so we still have a lot of road in front of us to 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 solve, but that's what we're working towards. But, yeah, and the thirty nine percent, you know, new to aviation, you know, it's proof positive that we're on the right track. Yeah. Uh, no, absolutely. I feel yeah. like when I talk to new pilots and they, they think of a plane they want to buy or even people in aviation, you know, uh, there's two planes that come to mind and it's kind of like the sex appeal for the planes. Yeah. I'd say a lot of people kind of like the icon and what the icon can do mm -hmm. and just uh, how cool it is and yeah. the appeal to that. And then also the Sirius. Yeah. I feel like those two are kind of bringing in a lot of new customers be like, all right, well, I don't know how to fly, but I'll go yeah. fly that and I'll go yeah. buy that. Yeah. Um, what, what, what people really need to consider when they make those purchases, because it's a big purchase, right? is what's your mission, right? And, and, and what are you trying to do, right? Are you trying to go see the grandkids and, or kids at college or you want to use it as a working aircraft and so forth? And then you get into, so what do I need? Like, uh, what does that mean for operating costs and maintenance? Can I get repairs or AOG support and all that stuff, right? So, um, and that's something I think the market still hasn't quite figured out to do in a smooth way. Um, like good AOG support and good, um, you know, solid, you know, part supply and repair and certified, you know, centers and stuff like that. And I think with 9,000 airplanes, Sirius is flying around out there. You know, we have had the luxury uh, of being able to build that out over over 30 years now. So it's a pretty, uh, it's a it's a relatively safe decision from an from a support perspective, right? 
And it's a great feat yeah. too, because that, that's what the, the the business jets, that's what the airline world does, you yeah. know, and bringing that safety and bringing that uh, reliability down to the GA yeah. world, it just increases safety. Whenever you increase safety in general aviation, you're helping out, yeah. you're helping out everyone, yeah. you're helping out me, you're helping out other companies, like everything. So yeah. uh, we don't want to see insurance rates go up any more than they nope. are or anything yeah. like that. So it hurts everyone when a plane yeah. goes down. Yeah. But um, vision for vision, vision jet, but yeah. uh, the, the kind of the future for Cirrus, uh, you don't have to say anything now, I'm not going to press you, but do you guys have like... Like, are you currently um, production or working on any new airplanes, big things, or kind of big goals that you guys have? So we're always working on, yeah. you know, the, the next thing, so to speak, or the, or the next model year change and so forth. So people can expect us to continue to innovate like we have, you know, for the last 30 years. Um, and so that won't slow down. Um, so short answer is yes, there's always something, you know, we're working on. Well, obviously we can't, we've made a, we've made a habit of not disclosing things, uh, um, b- before it's ready, right? Um, because, uh, and that's one of the things I think avi- the aviation industry does quite often. They, they, they make these promises of this airplane is going to be available. It's going to do all these things and here's the price, right? And half of them never materialize. And if they do, the price is totally different and so forth, right? And, and we, did, we did that in the past ourselves, right? Um, and and we, we're trying to limit that. Like we're trying to talk about product when it's there, right? When we can give pricing, delivery dates and all that kind of stuff. I think one thing that's interesting is for what I do, I always go to my wife and if she says it's okay, gives me a stamp of approval and it's good to go. <laughs> the is wife, it, the wife acceptance factor. Absolutely. Yeah. Is that like, so you come out with a plane and it's like, if your wife doesn't like it, you go back to the drawing board. <laughs> you're like we can't sell this plane. My wife wouldn't buy it because uh, they're, they're important. You know, yeah. the, the wives are the ones that are flying in there. They want to feel comfortable. And a lot of times they know what's best for, for Yeah, them. Yeah. I mean, selling the pilot is, is probably the, the, the easiest part. Yeah. Uh, we want to make everybody happy, right? Uh, the, the family included, yeah. Uh, which is why we, we, we actually have a, a program for sort of the co-pilot, right? That we teach them the basics. Okay, how, how do you talk on, on the, on the, with ATC? You know, how do you hit the straight and level button? You know, how do you, how do you deal with some of these things? And should the pilot become incapacitated? And then when right? you throw in Garmin with Autoland and everything yeah, they're doing, yeah, yeah. it's kind of like the technology is coming all at the right time for, yeah. for what general aviation needs to yeah. do. So yeah. yeah, I appreciate you coming on. I know you're a busy cool. man. You got some stuff to do, but sure. uh, it's been fun talking with you. My pleasure. Yeah, we'll have to yeah. do it again sometime. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Aviation, that's a wrap on today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. Check us out on Pilot to Pilot. Share this with all your friends. Take their phone and download it and give it to them and let them know. Also, tell Sirius that they should give me an SR22 so I should make podcasts in the air. <laughs> Let's see how that works. Go uh, go comment that on their last Instagram post and we'll make it happen. But Aviation, I hope you're having a great day. Uh, and as always, happy flying.